0: Hi there, welcome back to the Equipoise podcast. We've got a long one before, so I'm going to jump right into it. It's upon us, Halloween! I still remember going out downtown on Friday nights when I was attending Bible college to go street preaching. One such Friday night fell on Halloween. Oh man, <laughs> if there ever was a recipe for Christian machoism, it's, it's street preaching on Halloween. <laughs> I mean, you should have seen us. We got extra prayed up and we set our faces like flints as we hopped on the bus to go into the deepest crater of hell, ready to combat spiritual forces of darkness and half expecting to be assaulted by an unseen demon. The result? Nothing too different from most Friday nights except for a few folks dressed up like werewolves or witches. Just another Friday night, but we were ready. Because if we learned anything from Jack Chick and his Chick Tracks and comics, or whatever was preached from the pulpit, October 31st was the night of the devil. When Satanists came out of their blood-stained caves to poison candy, grab black cats, and abduct little children uh, to drink their blood and make jack-o'-lanterns out of their skin or whatever. Is there any truth to this? Is Halloween a pagan festival with roots deep in darkness and unspeakable horror? Again, I'm not talking about what it is today. I know gross things happen today. I know that there's some awful associations that take place today. But but my point in this podcast episode is to take a look at the history of Halloween. Was it originally a pagan holiday that was taken over by the Roman Catholic Church and given a facelift and a new name or something else? Should Christians be observing it, tolerating it? Well, as always, the truth lies in the balance. A quick glance at the history of the name Halloween reveals that it's an abbreviation of Hallowed Evening, the evening before All Saints Day, or Hallowmas, according to the liturgical calendar of some ancient faith traditions. But given all the ghouls and goblins, surely that's not the original celebration that took place on October 31st, right? I mean, to hear ex-Christian and now atheist activist Seth Andrews tell it, Halloween was essentially a Celtic tradition involving Druid priests and people dressing up in masks, very pagan. So the church was coming in saying, we can't have all this paganism, but we, you know, like the holiday. So the Catholic Church sort of redressed it and made it All Saints Day or Halloween. They changed the date, stamped a brand of ownership on it and said, aha, now we, the Catholic Church, own the holiday. Christianity, says Seth, did much of the same thing with the festival of Saturnalia in the month of December. We'll get there in December. But for now, um, yeah, I used to believe a lot of this took place with the Roman Catholics. After all, syncretism was surely alive and well in the Roman Catholic Church, yeah. But the truth is, unfortunately for shock jocks and Twitter character limits, much more nuanced than that. But that doesn't stop folks like Ronald Hutton from declaring that, here's the quote, Halloween developed from the Celtic Feast of Samhain which marked the end of summer and the beginning of winter. And I've got a longer quote here, but basically he talks about how Christianity was established in Britain. Uh, When that happened, uh, the pagan goddesses and gods were said to have fallen under the rule of all the saints, and All Hallows Day celebrates this takeover. I mean, it sounds like it's true. If, If I read the whole quote to you, it sounds very professional. And he is a British person, so he has a British accent, which studies show... Studies show anything. Studies show people are taken more seriously when they have a British accent. So from now on, I will be speaking in a British accent like this. Actually, I sounded more like Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. But uh, anyhow, essentially, you've got many evangelical Christians, atheists, and neo pagans all on the same page agreeing that Halloween was once pagan, but was eventually overtaken by Christians, either in Rome or later by St. Patrick after he won all the Celtic Druids to Christ or something. With all that consensus, it's gotta be true. Well, no, it doesn't, and it's not, but it makes for good press. Naturally, time forbids me from unfolding all the intricate and fun aspects of the history of this holiday, but I'll do my best to try to share the basics of it in the next five minutes or so. Far away from the Celtic Druids and quite a bit removed from Constantine, we find early instances of Christians commemorating the death of the saints on a particular day. In the second century, just over a lifetime after Christ ascended, we find folks honoring Polycarp's remains and promising to, quote, celebrate the anniversary of his martyrdom, as well as everyone else who had, quote, finished their course, end quote. This can be found in the Martyrdom of Polycarp, chapter 18. They chose April 25th to remember the saints who had gone before. Now you might say, aha, that's fine, but it was later switched to October 25th because of the pagan rite needing to be supplanted, right? Well, hold on. A few centuries later, we see many different dates being observed as annual dates commemorating the death of the saints—the Sunday after Pentecost for the Orthodox Church, the Friday after Easter for the Syrian Church, and May 13th for the Western Roman Catholic Church in the very early 7th century. A few decades later, at some point between the years AD 731 and 741, it's said that this date was changed to November 1st by Pope Gregory III. This is verified by a later 8th century English poetic calendar of saints' days and feast days called Martyrologium Poeticum, which clearly records all saints' day to be held on November 1st, making All Hallows' evening on October 31st, of course. Later, we read a letter dated AD 8 hundred from Alcuin of York to his buddy, the Bishop of Salzburg named Arno, saying that All Saints Day should indeed be celebrated on November 1st as opposed to other dates. See, he was apparently attempting to unify the various different dates celebrating All Saints Day to the one he already observed being English, which was November 1st. Notice anything absent from this whole discussion? That's right anything pagan at all. No pumpkins, jack-o'-lanterns, witches or druids, just a bunch of Christians trying to get everyone on the same page with regards to what day to commemorate something they've been trying to observe since Polycarp, one of the Apostle John's disciples. But then wait, where does the whole druid festival of Samhain come into play? I mean, those whole jack-o'-lantern and trick-or-treating things, those have to be carryovers from pagan rites. Probably not. Here's why. Trick-or-treating finds its roots not in kids demanding sacrifices, but in poor people going door-to-door to to receive charity from their neighbors on the festive Christian holiday of Hallimus Eve. They would wear masks and ask for soul cakes as part of the tradition. They'd sing songs and promise a blessing from the Lord in return for some food. They were known as geysers since they covered their faces and they were allowed to go into homes in tight-knit communities and receive food, all while the owners pretended not to recognize them. Over time, this blessing in return for food developed an opposite, a curse for not receiving food. Hence, the link between wearing a mask for trick or treating is clear. Jack o' lanterns, too aren't really the sinister Satan-worshipping tool I used to think they were. Simple research shows they weren't ever pumpkins before this festival hit the United States. They were vegetables, likely turnips, with faces carved into them, used as lanterns to light the way as the trick-or-treaters went door to door. They were called punkies, these little lanterns. And just like the Americans thought the Dutch were saying Santa Claus when they were really saying Santa Niklas, meaning St. Nicholas, this pollution stuck as pumpkin rather than a punky. Interestingly enough, punkies was the term for ignited swamp in Northern Scotland, and in England, these phenomena were known as, what do you know, jack-o'-lanterns. So, no sacrifice, no death, no hexes, no curses, no black cats. In fact, it's more likely that the Druids and pagans took their cues from the Christian holiday rather than the other way around. But facts are inconvenient little things, so it's a lot easier just to say that Easter, uh, Hallowmas, and Christmas are all pagan. So, really, it ended up being just a knee-jerk reaction against Roman Catholicism and its holidays. But, hey, I'll wrap this up with a quote from Tim O'Neill, a devoted atheist with no interest in helping Christians out other than to simply get history correct. Here's what he says. Contrary to repeated insistence in popular sources, scholars can find no clear indication of any ritual or religious practices on Samhain, and certainly none that can be traced to later Halloween tradition. Mask costumes, trick-or-treating, Halloween games, etc. all either have known traditional Christian origin or simply cannot be linked to anything definitely pre-Christian." End quote. So it turns out that the scariest thing about Halloween isn't ghosts, it's ignorance. Now to answer the question quickly, should we celebrate it as Christian? Since this podcast is not about giving you answers but simply approaching things from a balanced perspective, I'm not going to give you an answer, I'm going to leave it up to you. Some choose to defy the modern obsession with death and gore and blood and simply terrifying images and celebrate it anyways, all in good fun and come away with a little bit of candy to boot. Others say, I don't want my children to see that garbage, it's scary and dark and I'm not about it. I respect that position and I think the way Halloween is observed today is ridiculous and a betrayal of the festive, bright holiday that Halloween once was. So in the end, whether you celebrate this holiday or not, do it for the right reasons or don't do it for the right reasons. If you say, I don't want to celebrate Halloween because it's scary and dark and gross, I'm with you. But if you say, I don't celebrate Halloween because it was originally a pagan holiday, then you're not right. So let's just be sure to be on the right side of the facts and make our cases based on truth and logic, not just what sounds good or what is shouted the loudest from the pulpit or posted the most on Facebook. I'm going to put some links in the description for some of the articles, a couple of the articles I referenced, and I cannot believe we got through that in 10 minutes. I am not doing another take. I'm missing the Buccaneers game. I know. I'm a terrible person. I watch football. Hey, until next time, stay balanced.